Well, hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas. And this is episode number three, two, four. And I know what you're thinking. Hey, bro, you didn't podcast last week, bro. We were driving in our car, man. And we looked at the downloads, bro. And there was no new episode, man. There's been new episodes every week for almost four and a half years, bro. What's going on, man? Okay, no one actually said that. Everybody said, okay, you deserve a week off. Take a good week off. We'll see you next week. That's actually what, what people said. You know, I have a, an audience full of people that are actually reasonable and understanding. <laughs> Which is actually a good thing. You want to have an audience of people that are like, it's one of those things where when you see certain artists and performers and, and their audiences show up and their audiences pee on people's lawns and blow up stuff and get into fist fights and kick each other's butts and all of that kind of crap. And as it turns out, if my audience showed up in mass in some place, there'd be a bunch of people. Hey, what's going on? Everything cool with you? Hey, hey what's your name? Oh, let's shake hands. Let's be nice to everybody. That's what you are. I mean, you're still weird, but you're nice, weird people <laughs> just like me. But I took the week off because you see, I needed to take a week off, but I'm not like one of those. I'm not one of those people that believes that you should take a week off when you're at your wits end. Right. You see those people that are at work, they're stressed. Right. You see the vein bulging in their forehead. Right. Every time somebody asks them what time it is, they pound the desk and they're all pissed off at everything. They pick up the phone. What do you want? Uh, your pizza's here. Ah, you said 15 minutes. It's been 15 minutes and two seconds. <laughs> One of those type of things, right? And then people go, hey, man, you need to take a vacation, right? But you can't just throw a vacation together like that. By the time other people say, hey, man, you need a vacation, and they say it to you, what they're basically saying is, get away from us, you psychotic bastard. Get away from us, you person who doesn't know how to behave get away from us you irrational piece of crap take your punk ass someplace else we can't deal with you you bastard that's what they're saying but it sounds better to go you need a vacation chuck right but as you know, if you're going to have a vacation that's actually going to mean anything to you, I'm not talking about sitting at home, playing with your balls and watching Netflix. That's not a vacation. That's what everybody does on the weekends. I'm talking about a real vacation where you set it up and you have a hotel room and you have a great time and you wear the clothes, wear wacky clothes. Maybe you wear a Hawaiian shirt. Maybe you go to Hawaii. Maybe you go to Florida. Maybe you go to California. Maybe you do something like that. I don't know. Maybe you leave the country. It takes a while to set those things up and they get everybody's schedule down and they get everybody ready to go and they got to get the kids ready and your wife has to be get to talk to her job and you got to people at your job are like look whenever you need to go because quite frankly we're sick of your ass but it's nicer to say you need a vacation chuck than say we're sick of your punk ass get out before we all collectively line up and beat the crap out of you in the only place in the in the complex where there's no surveillance cameras <laughs> and you should probably know that we were going to kick your ass in that area because we actually made a nice paint circle on the floor in the one spot where the surveillance cameras can't see and if you notice in that circle it, it, we had written place to kick the crap out of Chuck 
you probably I'm surprised you didn't notice that. I mean, you're the only person named Chuck and you're the only person we want to kick the crap out of. How did you not see that? (laughs) Back to what we were talking about. But you got to get the vacation ready. You got to get everything ready. You got to go on vacation, bro. You got to go on vacation, bro. And that might take a week, two weeks. Right. So now Chuck is now anticipating the vacation. He can't wait to go on vacation. He's already thinking about the stuff he's going to do on vacation. So now he was mad he's even madder now because not only is he at a job and he's mad like he was normally mad now he's mad at the travel agent he's mad at his wife he's mad at his kids he's mad at his mother-in-law because she's giving him a hard time because she's supposed to watch the kid but she wants to go play canasta and the father-in-law's always been a douchebag but you dealt you dealt with his punk ass because you love your wife but you know what i'm saying and then finally finally it's vacation time. Yay. You get home, right? You, you pack up. You're going to go on vacation. Your wife's looking at you like, no, I, uh, what are you taking so long for, Chuck? And you're looking at her like, yeah, like when we went to that play last time and I said the play started at eight. It takes us 50 minutes to get there. I was sitting there in my damn tux and you're, I come upstairs and you're, you're still standing there in your drawers. You haven't even put your makeup on. You got one rolly in your head and you got the nerve to be giving me crap about this crap. And then all of a sudden you're fighting and your kids walking. Well, are you guys fighting? Okay. We're supposed to be going on vacation. Shut up, punk, for I burn you. If I go to the will and give all the money to your sister and his sister goes, that's right. I'm going to get the money. Okay. Now you're being a little pain in the neck. I'm cutting you out of the will too. You suck that. Now you're both out of the will. You little, okay. I'm not going to cut you out of the will. <laughs> yes, I am. Finally, you get everything together. You get in the car. You get in the car. You get all your crap in the car. You go to the airport. You park your car. And all of a sudden, you find out that parking costs much more than they said on the website. And you're mad at them. Now you're mad at that. You pay the extra money. You're on the phone. You're on the damn airplane pissed off. The kids are pissed off. Your wife's pissed off. And you got to try to do a vacation. The first five, you have a seven-day vacation. The first two days of the vacation, you're pissed off because you keep fighting about the crap that happened before right now you're even more upset because your wife has been working out and you didn't really pay that much attention to her because you were so busy being pissed off at the job she's looking all incredible and everything and you're sitting there and you realize you got a suite with your kids and your wife's laying there with that looking at looking all good and you man i want to jump on top of my wife and all of that kind of crap but you know your wife's gonna make too much noise and the kids are in the next room and you're looking at her and you're going man i want to so now you're on vacation your wife's looking extra double delicious and incredible and quadruple delicious and she knew she was going to go on vacation so those couple of weeks it took to set up the vacation she ate sprout juice and diet water and worked out because she knew she was going to be walking around in a bikini and you're looking at her and she's looking at you and you can't do a damn thing because your punk ass kids are in the next room you should have went on vacation without the kids but it's too late the little punk asses are there every time you even think about touching your wife your kid walks in your wife's walking around in the bikini and you walk look at her delicious buttocks you said i might not be able to have sex with you but i can definitely rub your butt and and say nice stuff about you and talk about what i'm gonna do when we get back and soon as you get one inch within her her wife's butt your punk ass kids walk in and start asking dumb ass questions bastards can't even enjoy the vacation right shouldn't have 
So what I'm saying is you don't take vacations after you need to take vacations. You don't do it. You take vacations before you need to take a vacation. Okay. Imagine if we go back now and now Chuck is not taking a vacation after he's already flipped out. He's taking the vacation where everything is still going pretty good at work. Everything's still going pretty good with work, right? He now wants to take a vacation. I'm going to take a couple of weeks off and he sets it up and everything goes smoothly. It works out better that way, not just because he's not pissed off when he leaves. But if you really think about it, if you leave for vacation, when you hate your office, you hate your coworkers, you hate your job, you're all stressed out, you're all pissed off, you're all ticked off. If you leave then and you go off to vacation, you're going to now go off to this wonderful thing. Right now, I was just kidding about the vacation. And this, if you really think about it, Chuck's not a dumb guy. Chuck would have set it up, right? Chuck would have some activities for the kids. If Chuck was like me, he would have gone on a very, very kid friendly vacation. Five stars. One of those things where the kids go off and enjoy each other and have a great time. And while they're out there eating popcorn chicken and eating ice cream, you sneak back up to the hotel room, you jump on top of your wife and you and each other, you work her like a summer job and she works you like a summer job. You tear each other the hell up and then you go back downstairs and your two punk ass kids don't even know you're gone. And you look at the kids, had a great time. Hey, can we stay longer, dad? You look at your wife. <laughs> you're damn right. You can stay longer. We'll be right back. We got to go upstairs and tear each other up. I mean, make some phone calls and you go upstairs and you phone call the crap out of each other all day long and then you come back down and your kids are like you guys are in a great mood hey hey it definitely doesn't have anything to do with the fact that we had sex four times i mean not that doing me me four <laughs> never mind punk finish your ice cream right that's how vacation should be right but if you like i said if you leave for vacation when you're not mad at your job you're not in a bad mood you're not mad at your co-workers your job doesn't suck if you leave on good terms with the job when you go on vacation you don't even think about the job there's nothing negative stuck to you that negative stink that had that your job would have washed over you doesn't apply right now your job's a pleasant experience this vacation is a super duper pleasant experience so when you come back off vacation you're kind of looking forward to telling your friends about what happened on vacation because you know at the office everything's great you like your friends you like your job you're not fighting with anybody it's great go back to the first scenario where chuck hated his job and hated his co-workers and didn't want to be there and wanted to drop kick their punk asses and in fact chuck did know about that spot that was painted on the floor in the one place where the surveillance cameras were and he noticed that it said the place to kick the crap out of chuck what made it even worse is people actually had scheduled times to beat the crap out of chuck and he's like i can't believe they went through the problem of the trouble of putting the spot there finding the spot first in this whole built big complex finding out the only place where the cameras were marking a spot and they actually signed an initial times and dates where they were gonna beat the crap out of me in this spot i'm chuck i'm great they suck back to the story so what i'm saying is you don't want to you don't want to take a vacation when you you know, when, 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 it, when it's over the top bad, you don't want to do that. I know what that's like. I know what it's like to be doing comedy in the beginning of my career and also at the same time working 
at a factory and it was a real pain in the neck man i was in my early 20s and i worked in a factory and there's nothing wrong with working in a factory it really isn't a lot of people that work in factories create the products that we rely on sometimes the factory that they work in is a person it's the food sometimes it's electronics in my particular case what we made in that particular factory was the you know when you go into a, a convenience store and you have a, the, the slider where you take your soda out and the next soda slides down that plastic wrap that holds the sodas my particular factory the one that i worked in made that okay and i'll be honest with you i hated being there it was 12 straight hours of that stuff and the whole time i'm doing comedy at the same time i'm a young man right and it's kind of hard to go from standing on stage and having 250 people routinely giving you standing ovations and women telling you how cute you are but you want to stockpile some money for your big move so you work in a factory right and I hated it, but I got a little vacation and I was mad and pissed off and ticked off and angry and pissed off and double pissed off and quadruple pissed off and ticked off and all of that crap. And I hated it. And I finally got a week off of that place. And I took that week off and it was great to get that week off because I needed that week off because I wanted to walk around the walk around that whole place, just punch people randomly in the face. And I finally take some time off. They thought I was going on vacation. I was actually doing a gig down the shore where I did a bunch of shows and made some okay money. But I'm down the shore. Right, they think I'm taking a vacation because you got a vacation. I'm down the shore. What am I doing? Right? I'm down the shore. I'm doing these shows. And it's 14 great shows. And it's incredible. First show, incredible. Second show, incredible. Third show, incredible. Four, all 14 shows were incredible. But the most incredible part about the whole situation was I was down by the beach. And it was sunny and hot. And at first I was like, oh, man, I'm just going to do my shows and just walk around a little bit. Everybody's coupled off. So it's not like I'm going to be able to meet any women. And I was wrong about that because one, maybe five shows in or so, something like that, one of the people who was working and the wait staff was a woman that I you ever meet somebody that just kind of when you're around them your entire brain goes I'm not doing anything right now all I'm going to do is handle respiration and all that and, and, and the normal bodily functions uh, anything that requires any kind of cognitive power I'm not doing it I ain't doing it. Your heart's still beating, right? You're still swallowing. You're still breathing and the skin's still doing. I, that's all I'm doing. Anything that requires anything else, forget it, punk. Oh, she's gone now. Now you're back to being smart. Okay, she's back now. You're a dope. Okay, she's gone now. You get the point. Right? Fortunately, the my, my brain would go, okay, we're on stage now. Okay, you're going to go back to being a great comedian. Here's an hour of great jokes and you're off stage. She walks up. Hey, dog, that's what we're going to do to you, you dumb bastard. And the whole time I'm going, man, I would give anything to have a woman like that. Even though I know for the sake of argument, if anything happened between yours truly and her, it would only be for this particular week because I don't live down by the shore. And she's a very nice lady. And I'm pretty sure she's not going to just jump on top of me for the remainder of the week and then forget it. You know, you're like, hey, you know what? You're doing going to be here for a week. How about we have lots of sex and then you can go about your business? And I knew that wasn't going to happen. I just knew it wasn't going to happen. And I was disappointed. And... And I'm sitting there thinking about having to go back to that effing factory. And I didn't want to go back to that effing factory. But I knew if I was going to stockpile the money I needed, I was going to have to go back to that effing factory. And it just made my head hurt as the shows ticked off. Sixth show, seventh show. I knew as soon as I got to the 14th show, it was going to be me back on the train, back to New Jersey, back to Philadelphia. Oh, no. Back to that crap job. Yes, I'd have shows on the weekend. But during the week, I'd have to go to that piece of crap job that sucked, which was 12 hours a day 
idea of crap and I hated it. Seventh show, eighth show. You're kind of cute. Thanks. My brain goes, whoa, she's actually interested. I'm going to let you be smart and charming again. Bang, I was back to being me. And she thought I was, at first she thought I was an idiot. She thought I was a cute idiot who somehow was not an idiot for an hour on stage. And then I'm, we're talking. <laughs> right? And she finds out I'm a young guy, but I'm old enough. <laughs> and she's older than me, but still kind of a young lady. I'm in my early 20s. She's in her late 20s. <laughs> and she's talking about how she doesn't really, really, she's, never, she's not really a relationship type of person. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, I am a relationship type of person but if it's gonna but if you don't want to be a relationship type of person whatever it is that that need to be to be on top of you on regularly for the rest of this week i'm that i didn't put it that way but i let her know what the what the situation was <laughs> i do the second show and then she's walking around and she's talking about oh boy you know uh, i'm gonna go home and i'm going damn <laughs> she goes i'm just kidding uh where's your room and i go well my room is she goes okay i know where that is okay uh just give me a few minutes and i'm going okay i go back to my room <laughs> the phone rings and i'm thinking oh crap she's gonna this is the part where she tells me she really has something else to do <laughs> hello hey what's going on hey what's going on with you hey um I, uh, you have condoms no that's okay i bought some <laughs> and she comes up to the room and I'm not going to say what happened but yeah, that's the music for those of you new to the podcast that's the music of the beans we banged the crap out of each other until we, until the sun came up <laughs> I was younger than F y'all okay <laughs> moving on Right, so I'm figuring that's great. She said she didn't want a relationship, but it was really great. It was, this was a dream woman, and I got to guide it on whatever, you know, I'm kind of tired because it's like 6 o'clock in the morning now. She came up. No, it was not 6 o'clock in the morning. It was like 10 o'clock. You know, the sun was up. The TV show, the 8 o'clock in the morning, something like that. She came and it's one show that, because it was a weekday show. She comes in. It was show was at 8. show was over at, see, it was an hour and a half show, 9.30. A lot of blah, blah, blah. She was at that. So it was basically from 11 o'clock to around 7 o'clock in the morning, constant banging. That's pretty much what it was. I was younger than F y'all. Anyway, <laughs> I'm pushing 50. If it was the same thing happened right now, instead of she pretty much get hold on 20 minutes later okay here we go hold on an hour later okay that's enough i'm going to sleep and wake me up at around seven o'clock time passes seven o'clock you awake yeah okay that's cool wait give me another 40 minutes you know what we'll see i'll see you tomorrow (laughs) i'm almost 50 f y'all so that's basically what happened the whole time. It was nothing but me and her. And all I did that entire, I didn't even, I didn't even pay attention to the other hot women in the audience because I'm looking at this waitress who's basically looking at me like, you know, we're going to be banging after each show, right? And I'm like, of course I know that. And she, of course, comes over and bangs the crap out of me. And we spent the entire rest of the week. I, I put it to you this way. I pretty much only had pants on when I was performing. <laughs> and sometimes not because I like to get standing ovations. <laughs> Don't judge me. F y'all back to the story. Right. 
So the 14th show comes and I'm looking at her and I spent the entire week doing nothing but jumping on top of a woman that I was dreaming about, that I was like a dream woman. She's still a dream woman type woman for me now because I still like that particular type of woman. Dream woman, dream woman, dream woman, dream woman. You understand what I'm saying? And I didn't have to dream. I was living the dream <laughs> all damn week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't need to do the music again. <laughs> Banging. So, I you be do you know you had one of those moments near far wherever you are at the end where you get it was really nice seeing you it was spending time with you and we and it was really, we had a had a really good week with you I had a really good week with you and you have the little romantic love we slob each other down lick the back of each other's teeth and grab each other's stuff and then of course slide into one of the one of the closets and pretty much bang the crap out of each other and then and then when you finish banging you walk out and the janitor's like what happened well we thought it was the bathroom and that's why our pants are off and he's like y'all was banging i was like yeah he's like Haha, my man we, he high-fived me and then he high-fived her because i, I <clears throat> moving on and then she went her way and i was waiting for the to, to train and this every time the guy was mopping the fool he looked at me and he tipped his cap like yeah i saw what you and I'm like, ah, ha, ha, you're damn right. He said, I said, ha, ha, boom, boom, jiggy, boom. He goes, you boom, boom. I said, hey, you're damn right. And then the train came and I went back home. And I'm still thinking about the week of with that delicious, incredible woman. He's like, yeah. And as I started noticing the scenery started looking more and more familiar and more and more familiar and more and more familiar. I started going, coming to the realization that uh, my next weekend gig is three weeks from now. So basically, the only thing I'm going to be doing work wise for the next three weeks is working in that freaking place where I want to walk down and punch everybody in the face. I want to walk around and just pimp slap the crap out of everybody in this place i can't stand these bastards is rotten stinking rotten pieces of crap bastard i hate their guts they suck these pieces of crap <sighs> and the hatred i had for that place kind of washed away the feeling of the last five days of that week jumping on top of that hot woman almost 24 7 right now what if I was at a what if I what if I was making enough money in comedy at the time? Well, when I went off to that gig, um, and I jumped on top of that woman all those times, and I was, and I was coming back to my hometown, but I was coming back to a bunch of hot shows. I was coming back to a bunch of bookings. I was coming back to meet my friends. I was coming back to my hometown, you know, and it was all great. I would have been on that train. I would have got off the train. I would have got off the train in New Jersey, you know, got off the train in Philly, and I would have been doing shows, and I would have still had the afterglow of the whole week of getting on with that woman. There would have been no bad things going down, no bad thoughts, no bad feelings. I would have been able to enjoy that. In fact, decades later i'm still talking about the fact that i mean that woman tore each other up the whole week i would have enjoyed it it would have been a great experience but coming back and working at that freaking place where i wanted to just and now i'm sitting there at the, on the damn machines there and i know i don't have another gig book for like two and a half weeks right and I, i'm so ticked off i don't even want to go to the open mic nights and i'm working in that factory and the people are talking around me and everything they do annoys the crap out of me what time is it and i'm looking at it and i'm thinking time for you to die you bastards i didn't do anything but i was thinking it and that's what I'm talking about, man. You got to take a vacation 
before you're leaving something that you hate. You got to do stuff before, right? You, you want to get a divorce if you're going to get a divorce. Get a divorce when you know it's not working. Get a divorce when you know it's not working. Don't get a divorce when you're the war of the roses. Don't get a divorce when everything that you eat tastes like cyanide. Don't get a divorce when she's, you know, ladies, when you're putting your lipstick and it looks like somebody put a bomb in it. Don't get a divorce then. Is this a stick of dynamite that looks like lipstick? No, it's not. But whatever you do, why are you wearing one of those bomb outfits? I'm not wearing a bomb. Why are the kids wearing a bomb outfit? I don't know what you're talking about. But before you open up the lipstick, we're going to go exactly 1500 meters away and be behind that barricade. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Hey, honey. Why does this remote control look like a gun? No particular reason. Why do the kids have their fingers in their ears? I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Come on now. You don't want to wait until the last second where everything sucks before you get out. And that's what I did last week, my friends. And everybody, why'd you take a week off? That's what I did last week. That's why I took a week off. I was still feeling good about the podcast, right? And I wanted to take a week off while I was still feeling good about the podcast just to recharge, re-energize myself. I hadn't taken a week off ever. So why not take a week off while you're still feeling good, right? And that's what I did. I took a week off while I was still feeling good about the podcast and everything else. And Bastard Army, that's what I would recommend to you, man. If, you, if you're having a vacation, don't wait until the last second. Don't wait until you're ticked off. Don't wait until you think your job sucks. Always take a break before. It's like when you, you, ever, you ever see one of those, uh, the best way I can put it is, uh, you ever see an athlete that plays the sport five years after they should have stopped? You know what I'm saying? They just you're looking at the person, and they still got they still kind of got a little bit, but you know you want to remember them when they hit that game winning shot. You want to remember them when they scored that that field goal, kicked that field goal. You want to remember them when they knocked out that person that they no one thought they could knock out. You want to remember them when they scored that touchdown. You want to you want to remember them then when they're in their prime or you know in, in the in the prime. Right. If I was a professional boxer, you would never see me fighting after 34. Never, 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 never. If I was a professional athlete before I turned 35 years old, whatever I was doing, I'm completing it. I'm done. I'm finished. Now, I know there's some people that genetically have a little extra, a little extra sauce, a little extra, a little extra tread on the tires, and they can play football a few extra years. They can play baseball a few extra years. They can box a few extra years. I get it. There's, a, there's some Bernard Hopkins out there. There's some Jerry Rice's out there. There's some Tom Brady's out there. There's some Brett Favre's out there. They can still play for a little while longer, but if you look at what's going on, you notice they're not as good as they were when they were in their prime, right? Jim Brown stopped playing football at 29. He probably could have played a while longer. But why be out there and have people tackle you when you can't get past the line of scrimmage because you're 36 years old, right? You, at that point, you're the guy that used to be that guy. You're the person that used to be her. You're the person that used to be. You don't want people just tackling the name, right? That'd be like bragging that you got it on with a sex symbol and the sex symbol is 72 years old and you're 27. Well, I got it on with Gina Lola Bridget. You did, did you? Yeah, okay. All right. Was she 92? Yeah. Okay, that's really not kind of the same, right? You don't want to beat up a 50-year-old Muhammad Ali. The man's 50. That's like beating me up. What the hell? You wouldn't, you wouldn't try to kick my ass when I was 25, but if you beat me up now, what difference does it make? I'm 50 almost, you bastard. Right? 
Sometimes you got to know the timing of things. And I knew the timing of things. I knew I needed to take a week off last week. Right. And now I'm all refreshed. I'm all energized. I never let the battery go down. The battery drain just a little bit. I pop that bastard right back in the recharge in the charger. Blam. I'm back to 100 percent. And I probably won't take another week off for a long, long time. (laughs) But if I do, it'll be before I need to. It'll be before I need to. I've learned that. Let it be before you need to. Know the timing, my friends. Know the timing. You dig? Of course you do. <laughs> Segment over. Uh, you know what, folks? If, you, if you've been listening to me for any length of time, and I know a lot of you have been listening to me for for several years. Some of you have been listening to me the entire time, and there's, a, there's people that come along uh, new and have been listening to me for the past 50 or 60 episodes and things of that nature. I think even with that being the case, you've probably figured out now that sometimes I'll see something and I'll draw a correlation between two things that don't necessarily uh, don't necessarily uh, line up. And, and, and that's just the way my mind works. And uh, so this is going this is going to sound kind of weird. Um, and just just bear with me. It may sound a little rambly, but I'm, I'm trying to make a point. And if you follow along with what I'm saying, you'll get where I'm going with this. Um, I liked the, I still kind of like wrestling, but I don't watch a lot of TV anymore. I'm usually too busy and doing a lot of other stuff. And, um, but when I was a younger person, I used to watch a lot of wrestling, a lot of WWF at the time wrestling, you know, NWA wrestling, you know, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Tony Atlas, you know, uh, Bob Backlund, um, Ricky Steamboat, Jimmy Superfly Snooker, Roddy Piper, I'm I'm from that area era of watching wrestling. So when you see these clips on the air, I was seeing them many of them when they actually happened because I've been watch I watched wrestling a lot when I was a kid. And I got a kick out of it. I get a kick out of it because essentially wrestling follows a really simple formula. Here's the good guy, root for him. Here's the bad guy, root against him. And they basically do promos against each other. And back in the day, when you when I watched wrestling in the beginning, you never really got to see the stars wrestle each other. You always had the star wrestling. And there was always some fat guy or some skinny guy who you're going, why is this person in the ring with someone who's obviously been lifting weights and working out the whole time? And he's wrestling. And it's, that's right. Ric Flair is here to wrestle this guy who looks like he just got over getting his milk money taken and they beat the guy up for about two or three minutes. The guy offers no offense. And then Ric Flair walks back out and does his promo. And, but you have to pay to see the stars fight each other. And if the stars somehow got into the ring with each other, they'd fight. There'd never be a resolution. One day would just take turns getting the upper hand. We can't believe this is crazy. This is outside. This is incredible. I can't believe they're in the ring. They're doing this to each other. I can't believe it. We're going to have to go. See you next week, everybody. And they would not talk about what happened the week before or, or whatever. Okay. Now, as the sport evolved, what started to happen was, you know, they started to get a lot more pay-per-view money. And what happened? Don't worry. It's not going to be a wrestling thing. Just bear with me. I told you. Bear with me. And what I started to notice is as an older child, when I got into the ages of 12, 13, maybe even 10 or 11, I started noticing that right before there was a pay-per-view, whoever the bad guy was in this particular storyline and at this point in time even though i was a young kid i knew it was a storyline at this particular point in the storyline the person who was the bad guy in the story would always do something over the top 
horrible and incredible, right? Before he would just beat the guy up. But now one week before the pay-per-view or two weeks before the pay-per-view to hype up the pay-per-view, he'd re-blow the guy's car up. You know what I mean? Or he'd push him down some steps, right? He'd, he'd like try to kiss the guy's wife. You know, he'd hit him with a sledgehammer in the stomach or some, some ridiculousness that made you go, okay, just in case you guys were at home watching weren't clear with this storyline having been, been going on now for six months and we've been hyping up this pay-per-view we want to get in the last push the guy who hit the guy with the sledgehammer while calling his wife a, the other guy the good guy's wife a hoe is the bad guy so he's going to call the guy's wife a hoe try to kiss her and say he's not a real man blow up his car call his kids ugly and hit him in the stomach with a sledgehammer so are you convinced that you should buy the pay-per-view to watch the bad guy get his butt whooped and you convinced yet yes we're gonna pay our 19 95 to see it fantastic dumbasses and that's how it went but that was wrestling and because it was wrestling you knew it was scripted right you knew they weren't really hitting each other with sledgehammers because uh if you get hit in the stomach with a sledgehammer you know what happens you either go to the hospital or you die that's what happens okay if you take the kind of beatings these guys take on a regular basis you know what happens you die. You can't take that kind of beating. If you're a professional athlete, that's why that's why football players play once a week and they only play 16 games. Because if they played 52 games, they'd all die. Okay? That's the way it works. Human body has limits. But the whole idea was do a really bad thing over the top to make the point. He's the bad guy. Root against the bad guy. There you go. It's the same thing in movies, right? You watch a movie, especially one of the earlier movies, they always have to make sure the bad guy is way over the top, right? The good guy comes in and the music is, right? there's sunshine out and he's walking around, da, 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 da. everything's great, huh? hey kid, uh, you need a dollar, here's five dollars. Wow, you're really a good guy. The people watching this movie should really think you're a good guy. Oh, I'm just a regular guy. No big deal. Hey, older lady, let me help you walk across the street. Normal good guys would let you walk, walk next to you and hold your hand but i'm gonna pick you up and carry you across the street and then i'm gonna playfully flirt with you you're such a nice young man fantastic the people watching this movie should really root for you so you know 17 minutes from now when the bad guy is exposed on the screen he's gonna do something horrible that's gonna we, we really need the people to support you and hate that guy to buy into the, the, the script i know that <laughs> and then the music goes and then the guy we're supposed to know is the bad guy comes in he always walks in the room's dark he always has black shoes on he walks in there right and he, he knocks some stuff onto the floor is that your baby give me that candy kid I just spit on it why do you spit on the baby's candy you're a real asshole I hope the people watching this movie really root against you to get killed at the end of the movie shut up ladies smack how about that you can't smack my wife I can smack your wife and guess what else I can do pow punch you in the throat that's right console your husband call the cops and your kids crying I was wanted to point out that all of the stuff that happened just now him with his throat hurting you upset because getting smacked and your kid crying I did all of that because I'm a bad guy you get that audience I'm a bad guy you want to see me get beaten up at the end of this movie so sit, sit down and shut up and don't you think about turning that channel punks or going to the get the popcorn now because at the end of the movie I get my ass whooped. You're going to really enjoy it. Because they just wanted to point it out. And those people would do over the top things. Over the top things to point out how bad this person was. Because this person is the bad guy in the movie. But the thing is, those people were cartoon bad. 
right? Cartoon bad. No one's going to be that bad in real life. No one could be that bad in real life, right? And you start thinking that. Because when I talk to my older relatives, they talk about the things that happened to them in the 40s, 50s, 60s, the horrible things they had to go through, the, the horrible life th things they had to go through on a regular basis, the injustices they had to go through, the things they had to hear politicians say about them on television, the laws that were passed to hold them down and treat them like crap. They talked about those things, and I heard about those things on a regular basis. I had my uncles... You know, when they were alive, telling me about the times when police officers would pick them up because they were standing on the street corner, drive them specifically to a neighborhood where blacks were just not supposed to be at night, leave them there and then peel off, knowing that at the very minimum, if they were not able to get out of the section of the city and cross the city line to the, quote, black area, unquote, or to at least a more friendly area, they at least were going to get their asses whipped. Why would they do that? Why, why not? I can do that. And that's pretty bad to sp specifically take a person that didn't do anything to you and put them someplace to make sure that they can. You're literally tr hoping for them to be injured. That's what you were doing. And that's what their lives were like. Right. And then the civil rights era comes in and they do, this happens and things get supposedly better and better and better. And then 2000 come along and then 2000 this comes along and then 2008 comes along and then we have the first african-american president and we're thinking everything's going to be a lot better we don't expect the guy to be perfect we knew exactly what was going to go on whenever you're the first person of color or the first woman or the first whoever to do a thing every the people that, that are that are working with you are going to slow you down because they don't like change i get it it sucks but it's real life but you think everything's going to get and you think everything's getting better. And you start thinking about, you know, when I, and so when I'm so when I'm watching these old WWE clips and I'm watching these bad guys that do all these over the top things to hump the pipe up a pay-per-view. And when I watch these bad 80s and 70s movies where the bad guy comes in with bad guy music and does these over the top bad things at the beginning of the movie just so you'll hate his guts. So you'll enjoy watching him get his ass whipped at the end of the movie. You're thinking that's cartoony, that's over the top. That couldn't happen in real life, right? Right? You think that these things are not going to be over the top bad, they're not going to be horrible things. You think that and then you turn on your phone and you see people trying to barbecue and some lady trying to call the police on them. You see an eight-year-old girl trying to sell water in front of her house harmlessly one of the things about america is we always talk about kids having the little yard sales selling a little lemonade selling a little wares and i've, I've done it before you what you're driving by i've actually saw it in, in a neighborhood where literally there was a little girl literally sitting in front of her house i forgot what she was selling. i think she was selling candy bars she had a little sign obviously you could tell there was a combination of the little girl did actually write the sign but mom and dad helped her because it was a little sloppy so you know that the kid wrote it, but it was had a little bit of a. It was it was kind of it was, it was better than she could have possibly done. So you know that maybe they oh let me hold your hand while you're doing it, right? And the police officers pulled up to this little girl, right? And the parents are looking like ah jeez. And the little girl's a little girl. She's not thinking anything. And you know what those police officers did? 
They bought a bunch of candy and took it back to the precinct. That's what you're supposed to do. They didn't get mad at her. They didn't talk about how she didn't have a permit. They were like, this is a little girl trying to make a little bit of money. They got out of their way. They got out of the car. They bought that. That's what's supposed to happen. You're not supposed to call a cop on a little girl selling water. You're not supposed to call a cops on somebody trying to barbecue in a place where they're supposed to be able to barbecue. You're not supposed to call a cops on somebody sitting in a place where everyone else gets to sit. You're not supposed to yell racial things into somebody's car and tell them this is my country. You're not supposed to take little kids away from parents. Even if you think the parents are using the little kids as shields so you're not going to take my kid away, you still don't have to separate them. You don't have to antagonize allies. You don't have to antagonize half of the population. You know, the female half of the population. You don't have to act like you don't see horrible things. You don't have to treat racism and bigotry. You don't have to treat people that do overt acts of racism and bigotry like they're your favorite football team. And you go out of your way to not criticize them, saying there's good people on all sides. You don't have to do that. Because it's not a football team. It's not a sport. Right. We've done that. We've all done that when you have a football team. Maybe you have somebody who's the quarterback of your team or the or, or one of the skill positions on your team and they get caught drunk driving. They're going, hey, come on, man. He did. It's not like he ran over anybody. Right. I mean, that what, what happened? Did he kill that stop sign? Look, he got plenty of money. How much did it cost to fix a stop sign? Two hundred fifty dollars. Just let him play for the pay for the stop sign. Not a problem. He, you know what I'm saying? He let him do a little rehab and let him just, you know, whatever you do, whatever you do, we need him because this is the, we, they're tied for first place. We need him because he scores touchdowns. Okay. We, just, we need to score touchdowns. Don't do that. That's wrong. Come on, man. Have, come on. You never had a couple drinks. Come on, man. He's our running back. You got to let him do his thing. Meanwhile, it happens. Something similar happens to a team that you don't like. What are you doing? Yeah, you hit the stop sign. All right. But what about that was a person? If you can't see a stop sign that's 10 feet in the air you mean you can't see a person what they i mean you damn alcoholic you irresponsible bastard seeing as how you're with the team that's competing with my team for a playoff spot i say seeing as how my team has to play him in three weeks you should suspend him for three weeks you know or at least suspend him for the week that he's playing my team because our teams are evenly matched and if you take him away we're pretty much going to win and then we'll have a one game lead but because i know that i said something different when it was the person on my team but what i'm saying is the person on my team affects me me it affects me negatively if something happens to that person (laughs) i know it's a little bit hypocritical but so what we're seeing in politics now and on television radio the internet we're seeing now the same type of over-the-top villains that i was mentioning in the beginning of this segment that you would see in the wwe right they would go over the top over the top whereas in the wrestling they would go over the top to sell a pay-per-view in the movie they would go over the top to sell the resolution of the story to get you emotionally involved in this movie or this tv program that's why they're going over the top they're going over the top to make you feel something whereas when you're in politics you go over the top to make your base happy you go over the top to distract from the things you're really doing 
right? If I do something really outrageous out front, you're mad about that. You don't realize I'm making cuts to something over here that's going to hurt you two years from now. You're not going to get you now, but it's going to hurt you two years from now. But you don't notice it because you're too busy arguing about that. I did this outrageous thing, but you don't notice that. And that's what I was thinking about. In the first segment, I was talking about how we need to not take vacation. You know, don't, don't take vacations. Don't wait until you really need to take a vacation to take a vacation. You got to pay attention and, you know, you want to take that vacation a little earlier. So you don't hate your job when you come back to it. You know, you go to vacation, right? And you come back and your job, you still like your job because you liked your job when you left. Because if you hate your job, you go on vacation, you're going to be coming back to something you hate. We have to pay attention to them when we see these over-the-top things that politicians do. Sometimes some of these people are just doing something. They may actually feel this way. They may, have actually, they may actually have the horrible views. But some of them want to sell a book. Some of them want to get on a speaking tour. Some of them are just plain old-fashioned evil and want to do bad things to you. And just because they have an R or a D next to their name and they're your team that doesn't mean you got to let them get away with over-the-top evil things just because they have they happen to be a part of your team right if the running back for your team plows into an old folks home you don't get to say well he's part of the team that i like so i don't mind that he plowed into an old folks home i'm okay with it they were going to die anyway. Everybody in there, what was the average age in there? 92? How much longer are they going to live, right? They're getting back to the field so we can get this win. No, man. I don't see anybody doing that. Everybody's reduced everything down to this team or that team. And if somebody from my team does something bad, I'm cool with it. Somebody from your team does something bad, I got to get on you. Maybe it's the teams that suck. Ever think of that? And I'm saying this as someone who's never been a Democrat and never been a Republican. I'm an independent voter. I don't know either one of those teams anything. You know what I owe something to? Me. You. You know, humans. I do want the best for myself, but I want the best for you too. Right? Because if I'm successful and you're successful, your success doesn't have anything to do with me. I have people that I knew that started out in comedy before me, some that started out in comedy after me. Some of them, if I mention their names, you would know them because they're big stars and they've gone on to great success. And I'm doing okay, but they're doing, they're, they're, doing, they're, they're just tearing the world apart. And there was a couple in particular where really horrible things happened to them. And I felt really bad because I knew that guy or I knew that lady. I wasn't happy because something bad happened to them. I'm not happy when one of their movies doesn't do well or a TV show doesn't do well or an album doesn't do well. Actually, I feel kind of bad because I like that person. And if them being successful has nothing to do with me, doesn't affect me at all. It's kind of sad, though. Because we've all reduced everything down to teams. And now what we're seeing right now is we're seeing a specific team uh, in the lead right now because they have you know the pole position politically and we're just seeing bad thing after bad thing happening because they want to really stick it to the other team not make it better 
if I ran for president of the United States and the person that had the job before me, if I hated their guts, it would never occur to me to just sit there and take apart the things they did, especially when I know the things they did helped a lot of people. I wouldn't take those things apart. If I really wanted to stick it to that person, you know what I would do? Because I'm sane. I would make sure that I was literally 10 times better at the job than that person. If you help some people, I'm going to help 10 times as many people. Right. If you put in some legislations that help things, I'm going to do more. Right. I'm going to have the infrastructure is going to be fixed. I'm going to have people are going to have health care. There's going to be more jobs and I'm not taking any money from anybody. I'm going to do things that help people selflessly almost. Because obviously after I get out of the White House, I'm, of course, going to go on many, many book tours. <laughs> I'm not perfect F y'all. <laughs> it's not always about teams anymore, man. You know, you can't just root for somebody because they're on your team. You got to do the right thing. So at this time, I would like to announce my candidacy for president of the United States of America. And I would like to. Hey, what? said you wanted to go back to doing stand-up yeah i do i do want to go back to doing stand-up it's a lot more fun than being president of the united states i don't do that shit yeah because you know you, you, you the stuff you're writing is really really good oh thanks man thanks man i really appreciate that it's way better than anything you ever did before oh that's really nice of you to say yeah and if you come if you become really really successful you you actually could possibly make even more money than the president of the united states makes and then think about that. If I become a really big deal in the business, I'll make way more money than that. I mean, I don't make that much money now compared to those guys. But shoot, if I could become a really big time comedian, I could blow right past that 400 grand. At this, I'd love to make 400 grand in a year. Ne- shoot, I'd love to make that kind of ridiculous money. You know, if I become a big time comic, I could make more money than that. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about talking to jackass world leaders and dealing with, ing- you know, idiots and all that kind of crap yeah i wouldn't even have to deal with that crap the only people that were really paying any attention to me would be the people that already like what i do so i'll be making that kind of money and doing stuff that i wanted to do and dealing with people that actually like me and i wouldn't have to worry about that crap yeah you're damn right yeah hmm then think about that i mean come on you know how thankless that job is I mean, come on, everybody that goes to that job walks in looking all healthy, and then when the job's over, if they look like they went through a blender, look like they aged 85,000 years, you really want that? Actually, I do not. I do not want that. So what are you you talking about? You going to run for president? Hell no. Listen, everybody, I changed my mind. I am not running for president of the United States. I'm going to stick to what I do. I'm going to keep doing this podcast and I'm going to go back to stand up and I'm going to make to do that thing. And hopefully Netflix will see my stand up and cough up some damn money. Yeah, you're damn right. You get back to being at least as good as you were when you stopped. Man, you guarantee you definitely going to get a Netflix deal. Man, you've been really nice to me today. I really appreciate that. Yeah, man, we're going to make some money. We going to make some money. I mean, yeah, I'm on your podcast. I figured if you do stand-up, I can, you can find something for me to do there. I mean, I mean, you know, we never really talked about that. We just, you know, you kind of bogarted your way onto the podcast. I didn't really, you know, the podcast is really, I mean, the podcast is called S. Anthony. It says not S. Anthony. I'm not going to say your name, but, you know, your name's not on the podcast. Hey, but I'm an integral part of the podcast, aren't I? No. I mean, you're not, I mean, you're on like 10% of them. Yeah, whose fault is that? Maybe it's your attitude problem. You ever think of that? 
Wow. Wow. So it's like that, huh? You're damn right it is. Okay, listen. If I get a Netflix deal after I do this, after I finish this, get this stand-up going again, and I go around and Netflix wises up and sees me and decides to cough me up some bread, you know, you know, let me just stop being an idiot. You know, you've been, you, you've actually been pretty good to me, man. Oh, I appreciate that. You know, and all the nice things you said. I mean, just, you know, normally, I mean, you normally don't say nice things about me. You usually just kind of come in and mess things up. I'm starting to think that maybe you, you saw my, the notes for the show I'm writing and you realize how good it's going to be. So you're like, you want to get in on the gravy train, you know, early on before I blow up. And then you, you figured you suck up to be now. And then but not become a big deal that you have already done the sucking up and then I'll take you with me, right? Is that, that what's going on here? Of course not. I mean, I've always thought you were a brilliant comedian. I've always thought that. I thought you were an incredible, you're an incredible podcaster and double, just incredible. Okay, you, you're embarrassing yourself. No, it's bad. I'm embarrassing myself. Look, I do really think you're great and I uh, want to get in a while. Okay, I admit it. I've always, I've always liked you. I like your podcast. I like your stand-up. I saw your old tapes. I think you got a special talent there. I believe in you. And when you blow up, I want to be along for the ride. I want to help you out in any way that I can. You know what? I believe you. And I'm going to take you with me when I get there. Thanks a lot. Okay, so could you finish up that uh, work you were doing for me before? And I'm going to wrap up this uh, the podcast here. And I'm going to edit it up and upload it. And then we're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to sit down and talk, talk through some plans about, you know, what comes next. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to take you for me, with me. We're going to do this together. Okay. I mean, I'm not, keep in mind, you're going to be with me. It's going to be my groove, but I'm going to take you with me because I figure you could be a uh, big help. Okay. Thanks. Fantastic. Great. All right. Take care, man. All right. And, uh, okay. Yeah. And make, make those phone calls to me too. Okay. <laughs> okay alright man take care yeah 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 and he's gone I'm gonna drop his punk ass the second they give me the second I sign I ain't gonna any kind of big deal whether it's Netflix or Hulu or Amazon the second I get some kind of big deal I'm gonna drop his punk ass so fast he won't know what hit him right out of here punk ass think I'm gonna take his ass with me are you crazy I want all the money all the money's going to me please I think I'm gonna help his punk ass out. You know, he's been a little bit of a helper to me. Once I become big, the hell with him, right? It's all about me, me. In fact, I'm gonna set him up and get him arrested. So wait a minute, that's wrong. That's bad. That's bad. I'm as bad as the people I was talking about in the segment. Stop. Hold it. Just to hold it. Hold on. That's wrong. I'm up here talking about evil people and doing bad stuff and I was about to set this guy up and have him arrested and beaten and viciously beaten so he can't pipe in on me if I become successful in the future. I mean, I shouldn't even have said if. I'm definitely going to become successful. And then you, you can't forget the people that, that were there when you needed them. So I'm definitely going to, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to take him with me. And I think that's, I think that's, I think that's the right thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm taking him with me. Yeah. I'm going to take y'all with me, too. How about that? Except I ain't paying y'all. Y'all, y'all. I just need y'all to watch stuff and listen, you know, because that's what the audience is supposed to do. Maybe a couple of y'all might, uh, you know, if it's like one of y'all is really hot. Maybe, you know, a hot black woman and, you know, between the ages of 30 and 50, if, you know, you marry and bang me, but... but Okay, this, this segment got a little weird here. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to edit the last two or three minutes of this out. And uh, yeah, because be, I'm starting to look stupid in this, this, I, this, this segment over. 
All right, folks, this has been episode number 324, 324 of the Yes, Anthony Says podcast. I want to thank you guys very, very, very much. Thanks for the kind words on the week off and being uh, considerate and, uh, and giving me a chance to take a couple minutes off to chill. I'm back, baby. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. And I ain't going to take another week off for <laughs> quite a long time because I don't like taking weeks off. But I figured, like I said, in this first, I explained what, I, what happened in the first segment. Folks, for those of you that don't know, for you new people, because I know the old people know the uh, the email address. I have one email address, one email address alone. And if you want to contact me with declarations of love and compliments and declarations of love and compliments, you can use this address. It's talk to us, Anthony at Gmail dot com. T-A-L-K-T-O-S-A-N-T-H-O-N-Y at Gmail dot com. This podcast is everywhere, baby. Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play. The home base is Podbean and, of course, iTunes, the granddaddy of them all. I have a YouTube channel. Go like that YouTube channel. Go subscribe to that YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell on that YouTube channel and you'll never guess what the YouTube channel is. Exactly. S. Anthony says, subscribe, hit the notification bell. I am on an Instagram. You are on Instagram, so you should follow me on Instagram. You'll never guess where I am on Instagram. Surprisingly enough, S. Anthony Thomas. Facebook. You know you're on Facebook. Everybody's on Facebook. I know a snail in my backyard. It's on Facebook and has 80 followers. So if you're on Facebook, follow me on Facebook. Damn it. Go to the page. Go to the search box at the top of the page in Facebook. Type in S. Anthony Says. It will take you to a page with that belongs to me. Has a blue check mark. It's a verified page. So you know it is, in fact, me. So go there as well. And I'm on Twitter in two places. You bastards. Two places. For me specifically, my page, me, 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 is at S. Anthony Thomas. And the page for the show that you're listening to. And then thank you. To, you've been listening to the show for a long period of time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The Twitter for the show is at S. Anthony Says. Do me a favor. If you like this show, wherever you're listening to this show, whatever podcast you're listening, iTunes, whatever. And if you love the show, five star rating, please. Glowing review and use words like sexy, delicious, chocolate genius. <laughs> I won't mind if you do that at all. It's somehow. <laughs> okay, okay, just give me the five star rating and say nice stuff about the show. But if you want to use sexy, delicious, chocolate genius, feel free. <laughs> use those words. Damn it. Uh, subscribe to the podcast and if you love the podcast tell everybody you know about it everybody you think you'll who like the podcast recommend the damn thing so they'll listen to the damn thing because i want them to be like you part of the hashtag bastid army folks much love to you all i really appreciate you I'm back, baby. I'll be here next week with a new hour of ridiculousness coming from my silly mouth. Thank you for loving it. Thank you for loving me. I will talk to you next week with episode number 325. And now, my friends, I'm going to say goodbye to you the way I always say goodbye to you. And I want you to say it back with me the same way you always say it back with me on the count of three. Are you ready? Of course you are. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Anthony.